Hey golfers, welcome back to Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. I just want to give you tools, resources, and best practices to help you along. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm only here to empower you with better decisions, more knowledge, information, better decisions, help streamline that learning curve. Golf is a time-consuming sport. Spend your time in the right places, you'll make improvement. I find for most players, their barrier to improvement is not the amount of time they're putting into the game. It's how they're using that time. Take a minute, think about that for a second, get your notepads out, because today we're gonna talk about precision and control and how to develop those things and just hit hit it tighter, hit it closer, hit, hit those tight little laser beams up next to the hole. That makes the game much easier. The fastest way to play better golf is to hit more greens in regulation. Let's run that back for a second. The fastest way to play better golf is to hit more greens in regulation. So here's your formula. Can you drive it far enough to support that? It depends on the yardage tees you're playing from, but for most of us, can you drive it 235 to 250? That's far enough. Can you drive it further? That's great too. Can you put it out there somewhere where you know it's going? Can you hit it 40 yards right or left? I mean, a 40 yard wide dispersion circle. Typical fairways are about 30 yards wide, so if you're hitting it 40 yards wide, you're either in the fairway or in the rough and still looking at the green. That's what's most important, is that you give yourself an opportunity to hit that green. If you're hitting out of the woods, you've lost an opportunity to hit that green. If you're hitting out of the Thule's, same deal. It makes the game much more adventurous and uh, harder to score. Greens and regulation are really at the core of what it, what what is good golf, how do great golfers go about doing that, and uh, yeah, I just want to talk today about how we can develop that precision and and just hit more greens, shoot lower scores. I think a lot of times that's that's kind of the subject matter, the greater subject matter of this podcast is just what are the things we need to be doing, what are the things we need to be focusing our time on to shoot better scores. So let's start with what what's going to create predictability to your shot pattern. How do you hit a shot where you know it's going to fly relative, relatively high, relatively straight, and know where it's going? It starts with the centeredness of your hit. You need to hit it near the middle of that club face, somewhere near the middle of the face. Like for most of us, the size of a quarter is a really great starting point. If you're a total beginner, the size of a 50 cent piece near the middle. If you're an advanced player, getting down to that nickel size is, is kind of elite level. Uh, dime is as good as it gets. And yeah, just hitting it near the middle of the club face. If you've never listened to this podcast, there's a couple great ways to measure where you hit it near the middle. If you hit it near the middle, first and most popular and kind of a little bit of a hack is getting some Dr. Scholl's foot spray. Spray it on your club. You can wipe it clean when you're done and uh, use it on your feet after if you need to. In all seriousness, Dr. Scholl's foot spray, buy it at your local pharmacy or whatever and spray it on your club and then you can measure. And if you can measure, you can start to develop some feels for, for what's good. So centeredness of hit, very important. A functional swing path. There's been episodes about this. Uh, episode or two back, we talked a lot about swing path. But having a functional swing path, meaning your club is approaching the golf ball in a way that when it hits it, it's not going to impart a bunch of side spin on the golf ball. Uh, I don't want to dive into the weeds on this, but just know your club should be traveling relatively towards the target through the hitting zone. It should approach the golf ball from the inside of the golf ball, hit the golf ball, travel slightly towards the target, 
and then around the corner back to the inside. That's a good visual for what a productive swing path is. Another good test is if your ball's got a lot of side spin, you've got a club face problem. Start with the club face, and then if you're hitting your golf ball straight, eventually, you fixed your club face, now where's your golf ball going? If you're hitting a straight pull, your swing path is outside in. If you're hitting a straight push, your swing path is inside out. If you're hitting it straight down the middle, your swing path is relatively neutral to square. Having a functional swing path is very important. Having a club face that is relatively square to that swing path, to me, is really the long game of this game. I want everyone to develop a productive swing path and refine that over time. Really, when you get down to it, down to the nitty gritty, it's learning to use your club face in adjoinment with your swing path. You will spend a short amount of time developing club face basics. You will spend your lifetime refining how you use your club face. And it's going to change day to day. You're gonna wake up one day, hit it to the right. You're gonna wake up one day, hit it to the left, and you're gonna wonder why. And you need to be able to problem solve and you need to be able to understand your club face, where you want it, where you'd like it to be, and what is neutral to square for you. That's developed over time, it's developed with education, it's developed with feels, but really understanding where you play your best golf from, what helps you produce the most productive ball flight, it's, uh, that's a journey, my friends, and uh, I just wanna, I wanna steer the ship the right direction today and make sure you have some good tools to, to, to really work your way down that road and continue to develop and refine so you can hit it more precisely, uh, laser beams, hit it at the hole, Hit those high bombs, know where they're going, all good things. So when we talk about your club face being at the very root and meat of how we can play consistent golf, how we can create predictability to our ball flight, we have to have some basic checkpoints with that. I like the first checkpoint as being when you take it away. When you take the club away to club shaft parallel, I like the club face angled down from straight. If you imagine the toe is straight up and down and we called that 12 o'clock. If you angled it down 30 degrees and we called that one o'clock, that's a great club face alignment in that position. About one o'clock in the takeaway position. Now something I might do here is if a player tends to hit it more right or hit it more left, I might close or open that face relative to what their pattern was. But just knowing that one o'clock is a pretty good starting point, that's a good thing. So in the takeaway, if you're to close that face, you're gonna angle it more towards the ground. If you're gonna open it, you're gonna angle it more up. It should never go past 12 o'clock. Uh, I don't find any professional golfers that really get to 12 o'clock in, in the takeaway, unless they're trying to hit it high and right, or maybe just high. Uh, I think a lot of people practice toe up and they see that amongst professionals. That's because professionals tend to struggle with closed club face problems. Amateurs typically don't struggle with that. They struggle with open club face problems. So professionals might practice opening their club face and an amateur should practice closing their club face, typically. All depends on you and where you're going, where you've been, and where you wanna be. But one o'clock's a great position. Okay, then let's swing it up to the top of our golf swing. Let's not get in the weeds here. A good neutral position is uh, the lead wrist relatively flat to the form, the club face in line with that alignment. Could be more closed, could be more open. I don't put a ton of stock in the top position, and this might ruffle a few feathers, but I really use the top position to help mold the bottom position to what we're trying to get to. There's great golf that's played in this position from more open faces to more closed faces. 
In fact, there's, there's probably more variation here than there is in a lot of other positions in the swing. So I tend to let players flex a little bit here, but I certainly want their club face alignments to support their goals. And then as we move into the downswing, again, let's get down to where that club shaft is parallel to the ground, and let's check in on that club face. Again, I like it slightly angled down, pretty much matching the takeaway, anywhere from 1230 to one o'clock. Should make it more closed if you struggle with an open face, should make it more open if you struggle with a closed face. It depends very much on where you're coming, where you're going, where you've been. Most of you struggle with an open face, so they should practice closing it more. Another key here, a really a big key, is to point the knuckles, the knuckles of the lead wrist. They should angle inward. We should have some flexion in the forearm, like you're flexing to make a bicep. We should have some flexion here, and we want those angles, or those wrist angles, if we're to draw a line down the back of our wrist through our knuckles. Uh, the best players in the world tend to have it pointed about near their toes or even slightly inside of that. This is where a lot of amateurs really struggle. They never create that, that closed club face, more square club face alignment. I use the term square, closed, and open. As all, they're all relative terms relative to, to your ball flight. And I'll use the term neutral as well when neutral is relatively square from what I've, I've observed. I guess as you're listening to this, just, just know that I tend to work closing the face very often with amateur golfers. Most amateur golfers struggle with open club face alignments. Professionals, they can struggle with either or, but a lot of them struggle with being maybe more closed. It just depends. Everybody's on their own journey, that's important. We wanna stay in our own lane, focus on our journey. Don't worry about what your friends got going on. Don't worry about Johnny Slice. Don't worry about Aaron's hook. Focus on you, that's all you can do in this game. Now we've got some good club face alignments when we take it away at the top and now again in the downswing. And then at impact, obviously, we're getting our most accurate reading from our golf ball, especially if you hit it near the middle of the club face and you create ball first contact. This is where a lot of players get confused. They don't create ball first contact and they get a false reading on their club face. So you have to hit the ball and then the grass in front of it. That's imperative to creating consistency in the ball flight. Now, as we swing through, Again, let's get to that club shaft parallel in the exit. Straight up and down would be 12 o'clock. If we tilt it to the right for a right-handed player, that would be one o'clock. And I like one o'clock here as a relatively square position. We're gonna twist that face to the left more towards 12 or 11 o'clock to close it. Now we're at the opposite of the takeaway. And that's what most players should be practicing. They should be practicing closing the face. Opening if you need to. Learn to use your club face. That's one thing I really want you to take out of this. Your club is a tool. Every golf, every shot in golf is relatively different. If you're gonna hit a bunker shot, it's much different from an iron shot, is different from a driver shot. I want you to not treat golf as you're just developing one swing where you have one swing to fit everything. You're developing your knowledge and your skill set to apply to all of the tools, to use all of the tools to benefit you because you have the knowledge and you've built the skills as to how to use them. That's the mindset I want you to approach this with. It's not one swing for everything, one basic motion for everything, but how you use those tools is gonna to vary differently. It's gonna vary much differently hitting a low cut to a high draw, stuff like that. Well, let's circle back and close this podcast up. So we gave you some checkpoints as to how and where your club face could be, but we know that what you should be practicing is relative to you and, and what you got going on with your ball flight. It's all relative to you, where you wanna go, and take it from there. Takeaway, one o'clock. Top of the golf swing, negotiable. A good neutral position is lead wrist flat to the lead forearm. 
with a club face that's in line with that. Halfway down, downswing, club shaft parallel, one o'clock. Hitting the golf ball, your ball flight is gonna give us the feedback as to what the golf ball did, and that's how you're gonna determine if your club face was square, open, so on and so forth. Assuming you hit it near the middle of the club face and assuming that you hit the ground in front of the ball. Take away, club shaft parallel to the ground again, one o'clock, but now when we're closing it, we're twisting it to the left, which is different than in the takeaway, where we're twisting it to the right or more towards the ground. That's what you got. You got some good tools. I want you to get out there, get some practice in, write yourself a plan this week, write some things down that are important to you. Really try to analyze the big picture and the small picture things you can do, the steps you can take to help you get to where you want to be. Enjoy the process. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I will catch y'all back here, same time, same place, next week.